This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 142, submission number 956. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Super Mario Brothers Super Show aired in weekday syndication from September 4th to December 1st, 1989 for 65 episodes. But it did rerun for the entirety of the 89-90 season, just 65 original episodes. And then they changed it up for uh, the 90-91 season. We'll get to that. Here's the theme music. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! We're with the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Yo, you're in for a treat, so hang on to your seat. Get ready for adventure and remarkable feats. You'll meet the Koopas and Troopers, the Princess and the others. So in the 1980s, it seemed like everything had a cartoon, every toy or game, and every cartoon had a toy or game if it didn't previously have a toy or game. I'm thinking stuff like Mask. So I think the Mask cartoon... Oh, the Mask uh, cartoon was awesome. It, it preceded the, the action figures. Oh, and that's a, a future submission. Centurions, um, Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. And, and I mean, in terms of toys, you have Transformers and G.I. Joe and GoBots and Strawberry Shortcake and Care Bears, My Little Pony. The list goes on. Oh, and on. That one's for you, Jim. But now we're talking about a video game. Really, in terms of video games, I think this may have been one of the first cartoons based on a video game if i remember correctly well 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 well, 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 okay hold on i'm gonna let me quantify that based on what's primarily a home system we did talk about saturday supercade and we did have the that was my money in the bank that was my money there was your well-spent money in the bank but at least in terms of later 80s episodes we're talking after the video game crash which would have been yeah, 83, 84. I think this is the first one of those video games that made it to cartoons uh, after the crash. I mean, then, then you'd have Sonic the Hedgehog and... and uh, Pokemon. Uh, well, obviously we'd have Pokemon, but it, it would obviously grow uh, more exponentially as we got into the 90s and, and later. So th- this is all a, a sort of landmark series. And I think it's also landmark because... Not only is it a cartoon based on a video game, but there's also a live action part to this as well. Yes. Yes. 
And, and that's what I think makes it stand out from the rest, honestly, because people remember this show, even though it lasted one year. And again, we'll talk about this later, but when they did the big switchover for the uh, second season, it was not well received at all. But again, we'll we'll talk about this later on down the line. Well, we, we can maybe add it at the end of the show because I, I, I sense there's a sense of relevance that's going to pop up and, and not relevance due to our own ignorance, but possibly IMDb's ignorance. Kind of, sort of. But we'll, we'll get to that later. So how did the Super Mario Brothers Super Show come about? Well, you have to remember that this was the late 80s, early 90s, and the NES was at its peak. And it of was course, king. Yes. It was king. And it got to the point where Mario was as recognizable, and this is a quote from Nintendo, by the way, Mario was as recognizable to kids as Mickey Mouse. So what better way yeah. to bake on this than a cartoon series featuring the mustachioed plumber and his little brother, Luigi? Yeah. Gotta strike while the iron's hot. And so that's exactly what Nintendo did when they teamed up with Deke Enterprises' Andy Hayward and Saban Entertainment's Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. And together with Steve Bender, Bob Forward, E. Forward, and Bruce and Reed Shelley, they created what would be known as the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. 65 episodes of the animated adventures of uh, Mario and his little brother Luigi, in addition to Princess Peach and her trusty retainer, Toad. Because remember, this was around the time that Super Mario Brothers 2 came out. Well, that's what I think this entire series was based around, at least in the cartoons, was Super Mario 2... And if you ask me my opinion, Super Mario 2 is like the weakest of the entire Mario series. Well, the, I mean, we're, we're talking back 36 years at this point. I think that's the weakest game of anything in Mario the last 36 years. Well, the thing of it is, Super Mario Bros. 2 is not actually a Mario game per se. It's actually a ROM hack of the Japanese Famicom game Doki Doki Panic. Well, I get that. I know that. And, and yeah, in case you know people uh, listening didn't know that. Yeah, it's based on uh, the Japanese game Doki Doki Panic. And essentially, all that changed were the characters changed from the original characters to, to Mario and Luigi and, and Princess Peach and, and Toad. Of course, because this was 1989, she would still be known as Princess Toadstool. Yeah, she wouldn't be Peach yet. But, she she's, still a, but she's still a princess. Why'd they change it from Princess Toadstool to Princess Peach? That is a very good question, and I am never one to dodge the very good questions. So, it was greenlit for syndication in 1989 for 65 episodes, 42 of which would actually be would actually come packaged with original live-action sort of shots with the Mario Brothers at their work-slash-home pre-Warp Zone. Because if you remember, they accidentally fell into a Warp Zone and found themselves in the Mushroom Kingdom and became the resident heroes on call. You don't say. 
Yeah. In fact, they explain it in the cartoon how this happened. Play the clip. Yo, yo, it's the Mario Brothers. The plumbing's the game. Found the secret water tunnel. We're working on the drain. Lend the princess a hand in the mushroom land. Turn the action with the plumbers. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Now, Evil Cooper and his troopers are up to misbehaving. They kidnapped the princess mushroom land. It's saving. Abusing and confusing. Everybody discovers they can't help. So yeah, they got stuck down the drain and somehow it led to a warp zone straight into the Mushroom Kingdom. How how does that happen? I don't know, Chico. But it does explain in the cartoon intro how they met Princess Toadstool and Toad because as they got into the drain pipe to the Mushroom Kingdom, they did a cartwheel and, and knocked over a bunch of Koopa Troopers. They become the resident plumbers slash heroes. Yup, of the Mushroom Kingdom. And thus, a franchise was born. Yeah, and I also love how in each of the cartoon intros, it always begins with Mario saying plumber's log. Yep. Yeah, it's a joke on Star Trek whenever Captain Kirk would say captain's log. Oh, you mean, oh, you misspelled Picard, by the way. Oh, yeah, because Star Trek The Next Generation would be airing around this time. Yeah. So, we have one half of the show was the animated stuff. And then one half of the show was basically uh, off-the-cuff, partially uh, improvised adventures of Mario and Luigi pre-Warp Zone. I would actually say it's closer to about a third of the show is live action, and two-thirds of the show is cartoon, the cartoon runs really close to about 15, 16 minutes. And then actually the live action stuff may be no more than about seven minutes or so. So you get more cartoon than, than live action comedy. True. Because again, all of this stuff is uh, about, uh, it's pretty extemporaneous. So not much time to build off a story. You're just, you know, make, making slapstick. You're making funny. And then a special guest drops by somehow, and it figures into the plot in some way. Oh, and we'll talk about the guests later. The names on this show are amazing. They are. Yes, they are. But of course, the two biggest names of the entire half hour would be Mario and Luigi, who are played by one WWE Hall of Famer and one perennial that guy from that thing oh we we've talked about the the latter in the past yes but we haven't talked about the former we haven't talked about the former so i think we should start there well wait no we haven't talked about the former when mike's around because we talked about the former in the one nine hundred numbers hotline episode last year oh that's right and we all know that his mom raised a great son his mom did make a raise a great son we're talking about the one and only WWE Hall of Famer, Captain Louis Albano. Yes, Captain Lou Albano, the uh, the vanguard of the rock and wrestling movement of the late 80s and early 90s. Oh yes, with Cindy Lauper and girls just want to have fun and the whole rock and wrestling connection. By the way, Captain Lou Albano is going to come up in a couple weeks when we talk about future installment WrestleMania 2. 
because he managed the British Bulldogs in 1986 at WrestleMania 2. And one thing that was sorely missing from Captain Lou Albano's wardrobe, per se, is his uh, his goatee. At least the, the, the bottom below his chin was gone, which means you didn't have the rubber band holding his goatee together, his, his, his facial hair. Yep. But he did have a great mustache on the show. He oh, had a great his mustache. His mustache was series. incredible. That's, oh like my right, that's like right up there with Tom Selleck's, I swear to God. Yeah, it, it, it was... It was definitely a mustache. It, it was, it, he pulled it off well. And of course, you have his younger brother, Luigi, played by Danny Wells, who, like I said before, is a perennial, that guy from that thing. His name has come up in the past. He did guest on shows that we've covered in the past, including Sanford Arms, mm-hmm. Carter Country, but we, we've also talked about him on When Things Were Rotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made uh, uh, that guy from That Thing style appearances. One or two episodes, nothing major. Sadly, uh, no longer with us, died of cancer in 2013. And fun fact for fans of the show, Danny Wells' death was poignant because it was in 2013, which was, as dubbed by Nintendo, the year of Luigi. Ooh. Because it was Luigi's 30th anniversary that year. Yep. Because, of course, he debuted in Mario Brothers. Right, he deb- debuted in Mario Brothers, right. Because, as we previously mentioned in the Saturday Supercade episode, the Mario Brothers Atari commercial made it canon that Mario and Luigi were plumbers. And, of course, in Donkey Kong, Mario worked as a carpenter. Mm-hmm. So, those two would pretty much take up the entire half hour in the animated part you have the addition of princess peach and toad and king koopa princess toadstool as she was then named was played by genie elias who holy crap she is if we were to talk about all the shows that she's ever played a voice in yeah we'd be here all day uh she does show up in future entry capital critters Oh, yeah, Capital Critters. Didn't Neil Patrick Harris do a voice in that? I believe he did, yeah. And to Mike's point, she was in uh, Cartoon Tie-Ins, Lady Lovely Locks. <laughs> what the hell, Lady Lovely Locks? I don't know. I just remember seeing commercials in the 80s for stuff, okay? And she was also in Popples, Pound Puppies... My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and she played Trixie on the new adventures of Speed Racer. (laughs) And Greg just added Lady Lovelylocks to the list. Only 23 more until the moratorium. Yes, sir. Interesting, though, if you remember the Seinfeld episode, The Briss, You've seen Jeannie Elias' face because she plays Myra in that episode. So, something to look forward to. Anywho, playing her trusted retainer Toad is John Stalker, who pretty much played it with a, uh, with a New New York, with a a New York accent. A high-pitched New York accent! And, um, again, 
He's he was more of a voice director than a voice actor, but he did his fair share of voice acting. And again, if we were to list all of his credits, we'd be here forever. And then we have King Koopa, King Bowser Koopa, played by the late great Harvey Atkin, which you know and love as Sergeant Ronald Coleman on Cagney and Lacey. I love the Koopa voice on this show. Oh God, he was he was really it's like Harvey Atkin was really good with the Koopa voice, and you know he could really change it up depending on what Koopa was cooping up the Koopa joint in a particular episode. Oh yeah, because he would switch it up depending on the theme of the episode. Yeah, there's like a space episode where King Koopa is basically Darth Vader. And the Wild West episode where he was a no-good claim-jumping varmint. Uh, fun fact, the first English voice of King Koopa was Harvey Atkin. And he was the only actor to appear in this show, and in Super Mario Bros. 3, and in Super Mario World. The other four roles would be uh, recast. More on that down the line. And we had a good... 52 episodes with the Super Mario Brothers. But there are 65 episodes in an entire series. Well, on Fridays, I ran like a beast home from school because on Fridays, I knew that it was The Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah, they made it a big deal Monday through Thursday that The Legend of Zelda was going to be on Friday, and they would get you hyped for The Legend of Zelda episode that would be airing on Friday. Yes, they it's like they put 90-second teasers at the end of every episode leading up to that week's episode of The Legend of Zelda. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just watching some clips from this Friday's episode of The Legends of Zelda! Oh yeah, and I couldn't wait for every Friday to watch it. Oh my god! Okay, two of the three of you share that point of view. I never watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on Friday, because I am apparently un-American. I hate Zelda. What?! As far as the uh, cast of The Legend of Zelda, again... Fully loaded cast. If we were to go over all of their credits, we'd be here forever. So I'll just give you the cast here. We have Jonathan Potts as Link, Cindy Preston as Zelda, Len Carlson as Ganon, Colin Fox as King Harkinian, Zelda's father, also a regular on Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. That's pretty cool. Alan Stewart Coates as the Triforce of Power, which may have had, like, one line in all 13 episodes. Elizabeth Hanna as the Triforce of Wisdom. And Paulina Gillis as Sprite, the fairy. By the way, when I say Paulina Gillis, I really mean Tabitha St. Germain. And yes, she... How can I put this? She likes the bronies. She's a fan of the bronies. She plays Rarity. And that all went down for 13 weeks in 1989. And interestingly enough, Captain Lou also made time to play himself in one of the episodes. What? Captain Lou played himself in one of the episodes. 
as Captain Lou. As Captain Lou. It's like Mario and Luigi got a message that Captain Lou is missing. So Mario had to step out and look for him. And in comes Captain Lou. Because there was no trickery whatsoever. Whenever one of the characters needed to play a double, either Mario or Luigi would step out for some reason. <laughs> and then and then the other character would come in. Yeah, and again, and like Mike said, it was a tie-in. It was all a tie-in. And Bill White, who was the then director of advertising and public relations for Nintendo, even admitted as such in the book Game Over. He said, the purpose of the TV series was to boost the awareness of the characters. Of course, it helped that there was something coming in 1991? It's a unique property. We had to do it in a different way. We wanted to do a cartoon, but we also wanted a show that extended beyond the cartoon. And you know what? Mission accomplished, because I don't know about you guys, but I've had fond memories of this show. Oh, same here. I think we all have memories of different levels of fondness, but we definitely have memories. So on this show, talking about the live action part of the show, you had a myriad of guest stars. I mean, some of them were people that, you know, we maybe didn't necessarily hear of, but there were definitely more names than, than nobodies. Let's say that. And we have a couple of guest stars that have been on previous installments. For example, we have Lyle Alzado, who was on previous installment, Learning the Ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Kay Ballard, who is just legendary. I, I don't remember what episode she was doing. And we should add that most of the episodes are on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks like all the, all the episodes that had a Mario cartoon are on YouTube. You got to do a little bit of digging to find ones with The Legend of Zelda. And actually, one of the guests that we're going to mention is uh, on the first episode uh, that had a Zelda cartoon. So the first Friday episode. The first episode... Uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show had Nicole Eggert. Yes, the first episode had Nicole Eggert as herself. As herself. Yeah, because... and, that, and that was when she was on Charles in Charge uh, a couple of years before she ended up on Baywatch. In the second episode. A girl called Patty, arri- it's called Dave the Orphan, a girl called Patty arrives at Mario and Luigi's claiming to be an orphan without a family or a place to go, so the plumbers invite her in for a stay. Of course, Patty was played by Danica McKellar. And if you don't know who Danica McKellar is... What podcast are you even listening to? Two words. Winnie Cooper. Come on now. And in the cartoon, Mario becomes the king of Crabalot in order to drive out Koopa's forces. Oh, and by the way, Patty's parents show up. Uh, they're played by Jim Ward and Karen Hartman, 
if I'm not mistaken, Karen Hartman was uh, Talkatoo Cockatoo on Snoobly Zoo. A shame that she's been taking the plumbers for granted, but they enjoy a nice family reunion. Aww. Aww. And then you have... Uh, <laughs> Butch Mario and the Ouija Kid. With uh, Koopa kidnapping Princess Peach in the Wild West. Ah, but the guest star in this episode, Chico. In the all-steamed-up bit, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is great. He's hiding in the steamomatic in this episode because he's trying to hide from Sergeant Slaughter. And by the time he gets out, he's been in there for so long from hiding from Sergeant Slaughter that Mario becomes shrunk. Oh, yeah. By the way, there is a mini Mario on that episode. So that's what happens in real life when Mario gets hit by the Goomba. Okay, yep. <clears throat> and then there's the episode with Lal Al Zedo, which was actually the next one over. And uh, we have an episode based on Aladdin, Mario's Magic Carpet, but this is where we meet, the, the, it's like Mario and Luigi's cousins? Marianne and Luigi? <laughs> Who are just Captain Lou and Danny Wells in drag? (laughs) (laughs) Breathe, Greg, breathe. And then we get to the first episode of uh, The Legend of Zelda, where Ganon impersonates an amateur magician and tries to steal the Triforce of Wisdom from Zelda. By the way, all of the episodes of The Legend of Zelda center around Ganon trying to steal the Triforce of Wisdom from Zelda. Yeah, because whatever plot is there in Zelda. It's like the, the it's not like the princess needs rescuing, because Zelda's a real one. Yeah, she's an independent woman. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no Link. But for real people like me, who didn't watch the Zelda cartoons, the live action in this... Is called and, and uh, this is something from the past. Slime Busters, and they weren't uh, trying to uh, get rid of ghosts. No, 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 that's a different uh, uh, license. But they're trying to get rid of little slime monsters around the basement. One of which take possesses Luigi. Yeah, one of which actually like grabs Luigi and pulls him like. Uh, into i'm guessing some sort of closet or some area in the basement that we generally don't see but in this episode the special guest who are you gonna call mike i'm gonna call a slime buster because i don't want to get sued but i'm gonna call <laughs> ernie hudson ernie hudson was in this episode yeah you, yeah, you are the, the the one available ghostbuster from the movie because everybody else went on to bigger and better things, and he was still yeah. do, doing uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, meanwhile, you have ro- Rolling Down the River, where Mario and Luigi help a certain Mark Twang with the, win a riverboat race against Koopa to save the princess and Toad who were kidnapped. And you have a Dr. Frankenstein asking Mario and Luigi to help him with his monster, which, with his monster looking for a brain. Yay. And the next episode is the Great Gladiator gig. Uh, you know what? A lot, a lot of a lot of episodes we're just going to go over the uh, the particulars here. 
Okay, this this episode has Mario getting hit on the head, getting amnesia, and uh, calling in a a specialist, Doctor Sigmund Fruitcake. <laughs> that is his name, by the way. <laughs> Doctor Sigmund Fruitcake. Played by Larry Gelman, who is another that guy from that thing. And the next one, Bats in the Basement, has a vampire arriving from Transylvania as a foreign exchange student. And then, oh, and then there's, will the real Elvis please shut up? Because we have Mario and Luigi playing old Elvis and young Elvis, respectively. And then you have the real Elvis, played by the late great Fred Travelina. Oh, and this was so great. He, as always, nails it. Oh, yeah. But the best part about this is the very end of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the basement. Oh, yeah. And I cheered so hard at that segment as a kid. Elvis has left the basement. Yep. Okay. And uh, the next one was Magic's Magic, where you have Magic Johnson showing Mario and Luigi magic tricks from inside the medicine cabinet, no less. Yes, he was inside a medicine cabinet. Well, that's where we found uh, Nicole Eggert. She was in the medicine cabinet. Well, n- not her entire body, her her head. That was tense. Uh, so, so Mama Ma- Mama Mia Mario is next. Yeah, which again features Lou and Danny in drag. Mario Lou Albano was playing Mario's mother, and then Danny Wells was playing Aunt Regina. And then you have Alligator Dundee on the next one. Boy, I wonder what that's supposed to be a takeoff of. Does this remind you of anything? Then you have, okay, oh, I love this episode. This next episode uh, was, okay, the the cartoon was Juggle Beaver, where Mario and Luigi and Toad are hit with itching powder. And then in the live action, as a birthday present from Mario, Luigi gets a free dance lesson from the late, great Shabadoo. Woo! Yes. Just yeah, just passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Right, right yeah. before uh, the new year. Yes. Yep. Shabadu. Oh, we're talking about uh, Electric Boogaloo, Breakin', the the Legend, tur- Turbo, and Ozone, and all them. Woo! And a thing you have to understand about this show is that when they couldn't get the actual uh, celebrity. They got sort of the family dollar version of the celebrity. Oh, you must be talking about this next episode. Cher's Poochie. Good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, Cher asks Mario Luigi to babysit her dog. Of course, it wasn't really Cher. It was uh, a Cher lookalike. And uh, meanwhile, are you ready for this? In the, in the uh, cartoon, Mario and Luigi meet up with another lost plumber from Brooklyn who offers them the chance to return home. Salvador Drenado. I remember his name well. Everybody called him Sal. Then we have a wild thing. A wild, loud, and uninvited party ensues in the Mario Brothers plumbing building with Moon Zappa as the guest. That's all you need to know there. Moon Unit Zappa, thanks for coming. Thank heavens her dad wasn't along. That would have been... That, that, that would have just been weird. Uh, okay. yeah, it would have gotten really absurd at that point. Speaking of really absurd, the next episode, uh, aside from Toad being 
sort of drafted into a gang to get all the spaghetti sauce and Carland back. We also have in E.T. the Extra Creepy, Mario's dream date from a computer system turns out to be an alien robot who is played by Clara Carey, who would be who would have been uh, Coach Hayden Fox's daughter on um, on Coach. And oh, okay, Mike, Mike, wake up! Somebody wake Mike up! I gotta talk about uh, this. Oh, I, I, I'm fully cognizant of this one. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, so you have the fire of Hercules. Where Mario and Luigi retraded out of shape hero so he can reclaim these stolen great balls of fire from King Koopa. Expect lots of shots of Super Mario and Super Luigi, by the way. In the live show, we have David Horowitz interviewing the Mario Brothers on worldwide television about their Mario Brothers clog cleaner dissolving any clog in three minutes or less. Surprise, suffice it to say, it does not go over well. Oh, and also, now come on, let's not gloss over the fact David Horowitz was on this episode. And seriously, if you don't know who David Horowitz is, this may be the only time you'll hear his name on this podcast. He was the host of an epic series from the 80s, I think even the late 70s, to the early 90s called Fight Back. Yep. It was it was like the ultimate consumer protection show. It was like must see TV in our household 30, 40 years ago at like six in the morning on Sunday mornings. Oh my gosh. Fight back is legendary. If you've never heard of it or never seen it, just find the theme song. Here, oh, we'll put a we'll, we're gonna put a little of it right here because the theme song is an absolute it's not a, a bop necessarily. Damn right, it's a bop, Mike. Really, but it's not a bop in the, the, the conventional sense that we've talked about in other shows. It's a great theme song, though. Enjoy. But enough about uh, about fight back. Next on the list is, well, we have Count Cupula. Yep. Count uh, Cupula. I wonder what that's supposed to be a takeoff of. Well, uh, uh, you can take three guesses, and the first two don't count. Right. And then, and in live we have Magician, where Harry Blackstone visits Luigi. And again, if you don't know who Harry Blackstone is. Well, we can't help you out there. No, we can definitely help you out. Harry Blackstone, at least back in that time, late 80s, he had the occasional segment on Square One TV. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Square One TV is, we can't help you with that. We definitely no. can. Next up, uh, the Pirates of Koopa, a takeoff of the Pirates of Penzance, obviously. And then Magic Johnson is back in Do You Believe in Magic? Asking Luigi to repair one of his trophies. They never ask Mario to do much. What's up with that? And then in episode 20, we have Kiss and Tell, where Link is placed under a spell that turns him into a frogman. And in Mommy's Curse, a cooking mishap turns Luigi into a zombie. Yeah, but look at who the guest star on this is. Elvira and her incredible talent. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink, wink. By the way, that episode was only shown once. I wonder why. (laughs) 
But I do remember that this episode was available to own on VHS because the episodes of the Super Mario Brothers show were distributed through Kids Classics, which was the children's line for Good Times Home Video. I remember that. Yeah, and I also remember they would have a Nestle quick ad before each tape. Okay, and the next episode, Two Plumbers and a Baby. Gee, what is this a takeoff of? Yeah, uh, somebody turns Princess Peach into a baby after uh, she falls into Koopa's Fountain of Youth. That's a, that, was, that was a really good ending, by the way. But in the live action, we have Lost Dog, where we have the Sharon impersonator from earlier playing just another lady who lost her dog. And then in the next episode, The Adventures of Sherlock Mario... Does this remind you of anything? And in Plumbers of the Year, the Grand Poobah of Plumbing, played by Marty Allen, arrives to announce Mario and Luigi have been elected Plumbers of the Year, but leaks in the plumbing cause him to want to change his mind. By the way, Marty Allen, just a, one, of the, uh, one of the great vaudeville comedians of old. Oh yeah, he was terrific in this episode. This is one of the better uh, animated episodes do you, Princess Toadstool, take this Koopa? <laughs> In order to free the Super Mario Brothers and the Mushroom People, Princess Toadstool agrees to marry Koopa, which would make him the legal ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom. Some backhanded chicanery ensues. <laughs> I think we see Koopa's mother in this episode. Yes, we do. Oh my god! Koopa's mother! She looks like... <laughs> Oh, wait, it gets better. <laughs> she looks like Tina Turner! Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, it gets better. In the live action, Mario and Luigi's hillbilly cousins make themselves too much at home and end up socializing, socializing with a girl named Ellie Mae, played by... Donna Douglas. Then you have the Pied Koopa, where... Koopa uses a flute to lure all the children of Postaland into his castle. By the way, you will hear Postaland again. And Mario and Luigi use a plant-growing antidote presented by a salesman to use on Mario's mother's dying plant, played by Patrick Dempsey, I think? Yeah! But it grows into a giant plant monster after Mario adds too much of it. This has to be the best guest spot ever. Patrick Dempsey is playing a plant. Ugh, McDreamy as a plant. And then on the Friday show, we have Sing for the Unicorn, where Ganon steals a unicorn from a warrior girl named Sing and kidnaps King Harkini in order to trade him for the Drivers of Wisdom! And in the live action, Mario and Luigi teach Fred Van Winkle, played by previous century Norman Bell, who was sleeping for over a century. Boy, did the Ropers put him to sleep for a while. Hey, at least he's not losing any dogs this time. Nope. Next, we have uh, Dollar General Diane Ross, sorry, Suzanne Ross, wanting to to ask the Mario Brothers to act as her backup singers in Baby Mario Love, and in the animated show, it's Koopenstein. Koopenstein. Which turns uh, Koopa into his own raging creation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And next is 9001, a Mario Odyssey. Get it? It's a play on 2001. Yep. 
where we have a new pizza-making machine taking over the Mario Brothers plumbing building. His name? Hal 9001. And then you have Mario and Juliet. It's uh, based on Romeo and Juliet, obviously. And in Fake Bro, a schemer, in order to get rich quick, pretends to be Mario and Luigi's missing brother. Oh, but we need to talk about who played the missing brother. Yes, sir, we do. Oh, my gosh. Now, the, the name may not be big, but if you've seen uh, a, a certain show that we've covered twice on uh, this podcast. Hey, boy, it's the match game Hollywood Squares out. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder which one we've covered twice. Oh, yeah. Show one and show 100, Match Game Hollywood Squares. Uh, one week had a person named Vic Dunlop, who yep. is a, a little out there. Um Quite the interrupter. He, he interrupted uh, quite a, f- a few of the Hollywood Squares games with his goofiness. Vic Dunlop played the fake Mario bro. Whoa, whoa, who is he? Wario? No, nah, nah, I don't think it was he Wario. Could be War- he could be Wario. Yeah, I don't think it was Waluigi either, no. Between this and the finale of WandaVision, I've had enough of people playing fake siblings. I'm sorry. I, I uh, well, he, he didn't play Wario. I wonder if this is maybe sort of like a a prototype of, of Wario. Oh, definitely. He played Pietro Mario. Pietro Mario. The lost Mario brother, Pietro Mario. Yeah. Never heard of him. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. And he's named Pietro, too. Oh, my God. Episode 29, Too Hot to Handle. Koopa and Fry Guy use a big volcano god to trick a tribe of islanders into sacrificing Princess Peach. Meanwhile, Luigi buys a watch that runs backwards from a mysterious salesperson. And soon he does everything backwards, including eating and speaking. Playing that salesperson. Oh, just say it already, Mike. I'm going to, but I'm so excited I can't hold it in anymore. Knee troubles! Next is a Friday show, so we have Mario and Luigi attempting to get Little Robert, a.k.a. Dollar Store Little Richard, to sing on tape. And in The Legend of Zelda, Ganon uses the power of an ancient magnet to pull Castle Hyrule into the Underworld in order to grab the Triforce of Wisdom easily. Next is Flower Power, where a taste of spaghetti sauce with seeds in it causes Luigi to grow fruits and vegetables out of his body. And in, and in the guest role, we have Scott Nemes, who would be uh, on It's Gary Shandling's show at the time. Yes, he would be. And the cartoon is Hooded Robin and his Mario Man. The guys was Thwart, the Sheriff of Coopingham. I don't get that. No, I didn't think you would. Next, another vampire story, Vampire Until Ready, with the animated episode 20,000 Koopas Under the Sea. And then then we have uh, Mighty McMario and the Pot of Gold, which is sort of like, sort of uh, based on Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And in the live action, we have Heartthrob, where Rob Stone... Yes, that Rob Stone. Not the Rob Stone from FS1. No. The Rob Stone from Mr. Belvedere. Yes. Has to stay with the Mario Brothers to hide from a mob of fans, to the point where he dresses 
like one of the brothers. Yes, as a matter of fact, he dresses as Luigi at one point in the episode. Which is pretty genius if you, th- if you think about it. Then we have Mario meets Koopzilla. After eating super sushi, Koopa has grown enormous and is terrorizing the city of Sayonara. Oh. Oh, yeah. Also, Mario and Luigi, anxious to find out what prize they won in a sweepstakes, consult a fortune teller, played by Kay Ballard, for help. Much to their dismay, the fortune teller herself ends up as the prize. And next is a Friday episode, and one of the better Zeldas, Doppelganger, where Link falls in love with an evil version of Zelda. Guess what she has to do? Collect the Triforce of Wisdom. And in The Magic Love, Mad Donna's car breaks down and asks the Mario Brothers to use their phone. However, Mario places a love apple on the table, and when Mad Donna eats it, she falls in love with Mario. Notice I was very careful in saying that character's name, because... Does this remind you of anybody? In Koopa Claus... Koopa's kidnapped Santa Claus in order to ruin Christmas, and Princess Peach is angry at Toad for seemingly caring about his snowboard more than wanting to save Santa. And in Little Mario's, when a runaway boy plans to stay with the Mario's, the brothers recall a time in their youth when Mario also ran away from home. The little boy was played by Brian Bonsall, who at this point would either be on the final season or just wrapping up Family Ties. Family Ties would have just ended on NBC in the spring of 89. Yeah, 89 would have been the end of Family Ties, so he was on the unemployment line. But he wouldn't be unemployed for long, because he would be on Star Trek The Next Generation as Worf's kid. Yep. And then, Mario and the Red Baron, Koopa. And in the live action, you have Gorilla My Dreams. Oh, sorry. Gorilla My Dreams. Oh, I bet you Mike Francesa was very happy about this episode. Yeah, we have yeah, you have this gorilla, right? You have this gorilla. He escapes from the zoo, escapes from the circus. That sounds familiar. Sounds like something Mario may have done before. He rides up invading Mario Brothers plumbing, probably looking for Mario, trying to get up in his face. Sounded like soupy sales almost. Oh god, that is doing a number on my throat here. Next is The Unzappables, parody of The Untouchables, and George Washington slept here. In order to drum up more business, the Marios claim that George Washington once slept in their building. This causes an angry ghost of Washington to visit the brothers. What? Yeah. And in bad rap, the entire episode was done in rhyme. Yeah. And Sergeant Slaughter makes a return appearance in Caught in a Draft, where Mario and Luigi discover they've been drafted by the military, and Sergeant Slaughter shows up to train them. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So what, Mario and Luigi are going to get recruited by G.I. Joe? Yeah. This, again, this was before the Warp Zone. And, again, this is probably the best Legend of Zelda episode, Underworld Connections. Fires bomb the Triforce of Wisdom into three parts and fly off with two of them, but quick thinking on Link and Zelda's part, zap the virus by dropping the pieces into different areas of the underworld, forcing Link and Zelda to race towards Death Mountain to grab the pieces before Ganon does. 
Because the Triforce is hidden in the underworld levels, people. And also one of the best live-action shots. Inspector Gadget, played by Maurice LaMarche, arrives at Mario Brothers Plumbing in need of repairs. And if you don't know who Maurice LaMarche is... We've already talked about him on The Critic. Yeah, he did Orson Welles in those commercials. Oh, this bad. Yes, rosebud frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Wait, that's terrible. I quit. Just a handful for the road. Oh, what luck. There's a french fry stuck in my beard. Oh, yes. Well, also, beyond that, Maurice LaMarche was the brain in Pinky and the Brain. Yes! Still is! Yes! Still is. Still is, yes. So, so yeah, if you don't remember him as, as Orson Welles, he pretty much did the same voice as Pinky on Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. No excuse, you shouldn't know that. Yep. Next is The Mark of Zero, as in The Mark of Zero. Does this sound familiar? I'm sorry, that's your line. You've already said that like three times. Five, but who's counting? And Inspector Clean, played by Gary Schwartz, who was in an episode earlier, from the Board of Sanitation, comes to inspect Mario Brothers plumbing and finds a hair clog on his head. As a toupee. And then you have the Ten Coop Mandments, and I'm not going to say anything about that. And another player, Larry Gelman, playing Vincent Van Gook to arrive to give Luigi art lessons. And, and the Koopas are coming, the Koopas are coming. Mario and company help General George Washington free his, the mushroom people from Koopas' redcoats. And when Tulio the Wrench becomes angry with Mario for asking his sister out, the brothers turn to help from Obi-Wan Cannoli, played by Arsenio Sunny Trinidad. We're running out of names here, folks. Uh, the Trojan Koopa, based on the Trojan horse. And then Texas T, the Mario strike oil, and try to sell it to Ted Bull, played by Norman Bell. Stinging a stinger, Slee's nose, a crooked peddler, sells Link a defective sword. When Link and Zelda captured, Slee's nose offers to sell Ganon's Link's sword, but he turns on the peddler and imprisons him with Link and Zelda. The three must now work together, escape Death Mountain, and stop Ganon. And in the great hereafter, after the, a dream about their grandmother, Mario calls in a psychic, played by Elaine Kogan, to try to communicate with the deceased Grandma Mario. In Quest for Pizza, Mario gets bitten by a venomous snake in Caveman Land, and the only way they can save him is to feed him a pizza, which they must make from scratch. This is before the age of YouTube. And in the painting, Mario and Luigi find a lost painting that was apparently painted by Leonardo da Vinci Rooney, according to guest curator Howard Stevens. But it was actually a forgery because it was painted by his cousin, Leonardo da Vinci Mahoney. 
We know it's a feigned forgery because he put in a picture of his brother, Roy Orbisoni Mahoney. Oh my gosh. I remember that episode fondly. I also remember this episode. The Great Gold Coin Rush, where Mario's group accidentally discovers a cavern full of gold coins, and Koopa finds out and forces the local villagers and Toad to mine them all for himself. Meanwhile, in the plumbing building, Luigi gets a bonk on the head and imagines himself as a game show host. Jim Lang comes to visit and try and talk him out of it, and uh, uh, hilarity ensues. Oh, yeah. Much hilarity. I think this might have been the last on-screen visage of Jim Lang before the uh, game show moment specials of the uh, early 2000s. Well, you're actually wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. I, 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 I add this for one reason and one reason only. And when you hear it, I'm sure Greg will chime in with his two cents. He played a game show host. Believe it or not, Greg. Yeah. On Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, that's terrific. I remember I that episode now. I will guarantee you a million bucks what happened. Parker Lewis didn't lose. No, and the thing is, actually, the the episode title is called Parker Lewis Can't Win. (laughs) Uh, And also, there's actually one other one we should add. Uh, He played himself, apparently, on an episode of Moesha in 1998. Ooh, Moesha with Brandy. Yeah. So he did have a couple of spot appearances in the 90s, between this and, again, the, the most outrageous game show moments back around 2002. Elvin lives. While trying to find the missing Elvin Parsley, Koopa kidnaps the princess and forces her to be his girlfriend. And in home radio, when the Marios win a contest, they must appear on the radio the next day with Gary Owens. <laughs> and then... This is an episode that speaks to the time. We Yes, we have Plumber's Academy, which Mario retells the story of how he and Luigi became plumbers, you know, after the whole carpenter thing fell through. Soviet General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev, played obviously by a body double, comes to Mario Brothers Plumbing after hearing they make the best pizza. So Mikhail Gorbachev has decided, you know what? I have to go to Brooklyn and meet these two plumbers in their basement. Like, I'm in, I'm in New, I am in Brooklyn, New York. I need to visit best pizza in America. I need to visit basement of plumbers. Yes, because he has been told that they make the best pizza in New York, which is debatable. Yeah. Next is Hitch of the Works, another Zelda episode. Zelda's wearing a necklace. Zelda agrees to marry Ganon. Link has to rescue her before it's too late. Yeah. And in Treasure of the Sierra, Brooklyn, Mario finds a treasure map in their apartment and the brothers ask Inspector Gadget to help search for the treasure. And I don't care what you said, Maurice LaMarche nailed it. And Karate Koopa. Koopa kidnaps Princess Toadstool and Toad. Mario and Luigi turn to a karate master for help. And in an Adi Don't, the brothers call in Tony Tyler, played by Melody Chardoff, speaking of Parker Lewis, to help them come up with an advertising jingle. 
When plumbing clogs or something says, don't call your dog or mother. We're really fast and really cheap, because we're the Mario Brothers. Ah, jeez. I remember all of this stuff, dude. And recall that we talked about Melanie Chartoff not that long ago, because she made an appearance on Oh Madeline. And we'll talk about her again when we eventually cover Fridays. Yeah. Yes, we will. And maybe in the uh, year review special, depending on when the reboot of Rugrats drops. And Mario of the Apes, Mario suffers from amnesia and thinks he's Tarzan. Oh, no. Well, he just thought he was a, a game show host, so why not? No, it was Luigi who thought he was a game show host. Oh, it was Luigi. I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought you said that, Luigi. I'm sorry. My bad. And Mario sets out to perform a series of tasks with Chippy Chipmunk's Chipmunk of the Month, awarded by Fred Travellina. Again, Princess I Shrunk the Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, because this isn't timely at all. Way to date yourself, kid. And in a basement divided, an argument between the brothers escalates until they are forced to call in a psychotherapist. Little Red Riding Princess. We have a visit to Grandma Toadstool. But she's pursued by both Koopa and the Big Bad Wolf. In no way to treat a queenie, during a visit from the Queen of the United Kingdom, the Queen appears at Mario Brothers Plumbing wanting to fit in with the commoners, as she is sick of being treated like royalty. Did the Queen get a recommendation to Mario Brothers Plumbing from Mikhail Gorbachev? Queen, I got to tell you, these two plumbers, I hear that they have the best pizza in New York. I went to visit them, and oh my god, their pizza was amazing. Magic Johnson likes them a lot. Anyway, in Fairies in the Spring, we have water-shaped creatures causing problems at Hyrule's new water park. Yeah, and in Pizza Crush, a pizza delivery lady says that she adores a man who can eat his weight in pizza. Oh no! Mario attempts to do just that. <laughs> and do you know who plays the pizza delivery lady? <laughs> who? Eve Plum! Oh yes, Jan. Well, Jan Brady always wanted to be noticed. In the Provolone Ranger, Koopa kidnaps Luigi the princess and toad in sudden death valley mario becomes the provolone ranger and mario and luigi must babysit a fish for mrs periwinkle played by say it mike needrevels you know you love that needrevels who doesn't love needrevels shut up greg <laughs> next episode escape from koopatraz yeah and in French, Luigi attempts to learn French in order to sound classier. Guest starring Courtney Gibbs. Who that girl be? Hold up. Oh gosh, he's gonna find out who that girl is. Okay, she wasn't in much. She was on a couple of episodes of All My Children. But she was in the 1989 Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan classic, Joe vs. the Volcano, as saleswoman and actually according to imdb she was actually miss texas in 1988 oh good for her in mario of the deep the guys try to say aqualand from koopa and in two bumps from brooklyn baseball manager tommy lasagna (laughs) arrives to sample mario's meatballs for his restaurant and hires the mario's to sell peanuts at his ballpark 
in Flatbush Koopa, Mario and Luigi finally return to Brooklyn, only to learn that Koopa has taken over the city. It took them that many episodes for them to finally get to an episode where they get back to Brooklyn. Yep, and in the end, they just go back to Mushroom Land. And Karen Hartman returns in Opera, where the Marios become fed up with the singing of would-be opera singer Mrs. Gamblis, who lives in their apartment building. And this was the Missing Link episode of Zelda, where we have... Link becomes incorporeal after a magic blow by Ganon, and Zelda must reclaim his body inside Death Mountain. Yep, Ganon finally kills Link. Oh, finally? It's not so much killing as it is an near-death experience. Oh. Sorry. That would have been incredibly dark for a kid's show. Raiders of the Lost Mushroom. Eh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Serenade to Mario. A letter from an old friend played by Vanna White, convinces Mario that she intends to marry him, but reveals later on she just wanted her bathtub fixed. What is it with stuff that we've covered lately where Vanna White wants to get married to somebody? It's like, she doesn't want to marry one of the Mario brothers, does she? Because that would just be strange. It was one thing when she was trying to marry David Naughton. Uh, yeah, we we, have, we all heard that story before. It was a lovely story, and I will never talk about it again. The next episode, Crocodile Mario, where we have, are you ready for this? A, a magical statue that repels crocodiles, <laughs> and the guys have to retrieve it, basically being Crocodile Dundee. And in Rowdy Roddy's Rotten Pipes, Oh god, are you ready for this? <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. Roddy we're gonna... Piper visits the guys who turn who accidentally turn his bagpipes into a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh, let's just play the clip. Rowdy Roddy Piper, that mean and huge wrestler, is gonna be here any minute. Could you give me a little hand here, Mario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the matter, Luigi? I mean, what's the matter? Look, Rowdy Roddy Piper, that 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 that, that mean wrestler, he, he left his bagpipes here for me to fix them, and I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, you meatball, we're plumbers, we don't fix bagpipes. Yeah, I know that, and you know that, but I wasn't going to tell Rowdy Roddy Piper that. What am I going to do? Hey, that's a vacuum a little bit, it'll relax you know, while I get the door. All right. Yo, Mario, uh, where do we get this vacuum cleaner? Sure looks familiar. I fixed it with some old junk I had laying around the house. Oh. Oh, Luigi, it's not Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's uh, some hairy lady with the uh, with the uh, plant the dress. Now that's a mistake most people make just once. My name is Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I want my bagpipes. Hey, I was only kidding, Roddy. I mean, uh, uh, but I'll tell you the truth, I wouldn't wear a skirt, uh, especially uh, in the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> I want my antique family heirloom bagpipes. Well. Uh-oh. Aren't those my bagpipes? Oh, sir, big angry person. These, this is an imported Scottish vacuum that comes directly from the McBronx Vacuum Company, one of a kind and original. The Bronx? Yes, sir. The Bronx. <laughs> then turn it off. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> Mario, something tells me we blew it. <laughs> uh, we're losing Greg. <gasps> Greg is deceased. And this was around the time when Rowdy Rowdy Piper was going nuts on WWF Primetime Wrestling about Bobby Eaton saying that there was no Santa Claus. And the next episode, Star Koopa. This is where uh, Koopa is dressed as Darth Vader. And in Santa Claus is coming to Flatbush, Santa Claus appears at the Mario's home after his sled is stolen. Don't worry, there's only two more episodes, 63 down, two to go. And Robo Koopa. Koopa uses a robo suit to kidnap the princess and Toad. The suits and better that builds Mario and Luigi a suit of their own so they can fight Koopa. This sounds like the direct genesis of the movie. I'm sorry. And in Captain Lou is missing. Cindy Lauper, wanting to go on a picnic with Captain Lou Albano, gets a note from him with an important part of the note accidentally torn down. This leads her to think he left for good. Oh, no. No! Of course, Lou Albano plays both Mario and the Captain. And we should make the obvious connection between Captain Lou Albano and Cindy Lauper. Her first big song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. If you've never seen that video, there's Captain Lou playing her dad. And that was the song that was basically the start of the rock and wrestling connection in the 80s. Yes. That led to the first WrestleMania. But more about that in about two and a half weeks. Yes. And then you have the final episode of The Legend of Zelda. The Moblins are revolting. After Ganon blames his monsters for repeated failed attempts, the Moblins convince every monster to rebel against Ganon, imprison him with his own magic, and take over Hyrule on their own. And then there's The Ghoul of My Dreams, which, actually, this is the episode that only aired once. Mario must help Elvira deal with the mummy. That was the episode that only aired once. Okay. But also it did have Elvira. Yeah. And interestingly enough, taking a look at uh, IMDb's episode guide, uh, and I mentioned this about, uh, uh, what was it? The the, the Matthew uh, the Powers of Matthew Starr, the uh-huh. last episode, the one that was done by, uh, that was di- directed or produced by uh, Louis Gossett Jr., had like a higher rating than the others, like a significantly higher rating. Yeah, this is very interesting. Look at the general overall ratings for the shows, they're in this between five and six stars. Generally, the one with Elvira, 8.3 stars. Gee, I wonder why exactly. But again, this was all really good and very memorable stuff and somewhat silly, but we all loved it. Then, for some reason, because it started, like, really popular, but it sort of declined in the ratings. So, for some reason, for season two, they repackaged the cartoon segments as part of something called Club Mario. With two I-don't-even-know-who guys hosting from their penthouse in somewhere in the city and they did like satellite surfing whatever the devil that is where they were just spending the live action bit 
just watching random clips. And also repurposed Photon episodes, if you remember that. And I'm just going to mention a couple of names really fast uh-huh. that apparently appeared on that version of the show. Um, yeah. One was, was Mel Blank, it looks like. And if you don't know who Mel Blank is, obviously, you know, why are you here? But hey, we, we love you here, so don't leave. But the second one, and this one, I sort of pr- uh, promoted to Chico and Greg as like the ultimate jaw dropper. I'm going to have to take some flights tomorrow across the country to pick up their jaws because their jaws are going to drop like you won't believe. Uh, there's a character named Dr. Know-It-All that appeared on two episodes. And the person who played him is Kurt Weldon. What? And the name... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cal- calm thyself down. I think you know who Kurt Weldon is, at least in one respect. He was a big, huge winner on The Challengers back in 1990. I hope that's where you know him from. Uh, that's where I know him from. Okay. Where you don't know him from, or potentially don't know him from, he was on Jeopardy back in 1986, 85, I believe. Now, hold on. Take a seat because you're going to fall out of your chair. When he lost, do you know who beat him? Chuck Forrest. No, no, not, not Chuck Forrest. Good guess. That was second season. Good, good, good guess. No idea. Sit down. We mentioned this person last week, believe it or not. Randy Amasia. Oh, I miss him. Oh, we all miss him, but it's just absolutely amazing. And and Randy, when I first met him, we we're talking 25 years ago or so, uh, I saw his Jeopardy episode and I saw Kurt Weldon. It's like, I know that guy from somewhere. Oh, yeah, he was a big, huge winner on the Challengers. But lo and behold, our friend, uh, he's been gone for two decades now, but our, our friend Randy Amasia beat him. How about that? How about that indeed? it's just amazing. I'm looking at this, the cast list on IMDb. The second to last name is Kurt Weldon. It's like, are you kidding me? That's absolutely got to be mentioned. Even if it's sort of like a kind of sort of mistake by IMDb, but you talked about that second season and that definitely falls in line with 1990, 91. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I had that little nugget stuffed in my pocket ready to, to share it with you guys you were ready because, to fire with that oh that like i said that was the little fact to end all facts that we've had on this uh, uh, uh yeah. this podcast. That, that that was a, a mind blower to say the least yeah it was huh so again this is all a bunch of stuff that we really like to remember and greg you said you had the bhs Let's just say you don't have a VHS anymore. Oh, yeah, because now you can get the series on DVD, people. And as I mentioned earlier, you can find all 52 Mario cartoon episodes uh, with uh, the, the segment. With Most of them have the segments with them, the, the live action segments. But if you want to find episodes with Legend of Zelda, you actually have to search for Super Mario Brothers Super Show, The Legend of Zelda. And I saw one, and that was the first one with Ernie Hudson. But it's been released on home video. It's been released on DVD. It can be found if you don't want to go the YouTube route. But there's at least two or three people who've posted every single one of those 52 Mario episodes. So it's not like it's terribly hard to find. Yeah. Yep. Well, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, it has a place in history, and it has a place 
in our hearts. And in 1989 and 1990, you know what the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was? It was a darn good thing on TV. It was a part of my childhood. It was a thing on TV that I ran home to watch. Yeah. Oh, and also, I think at this time it would be appropriate to say, Happy Mario Day on Wednesday. That's why we're doing this episode. Yeah, Mar- Mario Day 310. Yeah, MAR10, March 10th. So uh, if you're wondering why we're doing uh, this episode now, it's our little Mario Day thing. It yeah. is. You know what Mario has to say about March 10th being his day? It's a me, Mario Day. <laughs> Well, I was waiting for that all episode. Well, you're probably waiting for me to say, why don't you take an extra warp zone to it was a thing on TV.com where you can find out all of our old episodes, all of our mini sodes, all of our live shows, all of our social media links. By the way, we are on all social media at it was a thing on TV. And of course, a link to our good friends at Place to Be Nation where we just dropped, what did we, oh, we just dropped The Powers of Matthew Star, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's true for the week we're recording this, Chico, but this coming Wednesday on the Place to Be Nation Pop Experience, we've got coming up on the Wednesday drop, East Crawford Private Eye and You Don't Know Jack. Yep. And of course... And we are also on YouTube, so go there, listen to all of our good stuff, and don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell so you can get updated on future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, I bet you thought the story of the Golden Girls ended with Dorothy's remarriage. Nope. Let's just say... They've just moved into the big league, and the customers are the only ones with reservations. Am I right? Yeah, that's my response. Just the rim shot. Yeah, and you'll find all about that in our next episode of It Was a Thing on TV. And everybody, before we go, we usually don't do this. We usually throw in a little clip at the end, but we want everybody to get ready to do the Mario at the end. And also, don't forget, if you've seen the show, uh, don't forget that last little note. Uh, Mario steps like a quarter of a second after it. They, they, they couldn't get it properly edited. We'd love for you to do that where you're nah, just like that. Da, 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 and then step yep. like a quarter second later. Yep. yep. Everybody, everybody get up. Everybody get up. Till next time, everybody. Wow. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario. Now, come on.